You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. We are set for a massive weekend of harness racing action. It starts tonight because we've got Grand Circuit Racing over in the west at Gloucester Park. The feature, it's the Group 1 Fremantle Pacing Cup, a race over 2,536 metres getting underway at 9.45 tonight. And following the barrier draw, it's all pointing towards Leverage Joe because the star front-running powerhouse for Chris Lewis has drawn the inside gate, and he's currently at $2.40 with tab. Diego, who won the J.P. Stratton Cup last week, $5. Mighty Ronaldo, $21. Patronus Star, $31. Wild West at $101. Gambit is a scratching. Himself, the Golden Nugget winner at $31. Magnificent Storm, $4. Jumping Jack Mac, $51. Hampton Banner, $15. Volton, $10. $41. Minstrel at $9. Prince of Pleasure, $10. Vampiro at $51. So just looking at the tab fluctuations for the Frio Cup tonight, Leverage has been a little easy after drawing the ace, two forty out from $2. Diego, last week's winner, $5 in from seven fifty, And then we go down to Magnificent Storm. He's found support as well, $4 after four forty was bet earlier in the week. And Minstrel, he's been a market mover, uh, $9 now after $18 was first bet. So Good support there for Minstrel for uh, Team Bond, Greg and Sky Bond, along with Ryan Warwick. And as we learned yesterday there with Matty Young, Ryan Warwick is set to leave Team Bond and go it alone in the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be a very interesting race, that one tonight. That comes through at 9.45 Queensland time. So that's the Fremantle Cup. Two weeks from today, we've got the WA Pacing Cup. And uh, it's going to be a very similar type field as to what we're seeing tonight with the Frio Cup, but still... It's a very interesting race, no question about that. We've got a host of features coming through from Shepparton tomorrow night, the Shepparton Cup and uh, the Trotters Cup. Both races are going to be very keenly uh, contested, no doubt about it. Jason Grimson with a really strong hand in the Shepparton Pacers Cup, so that's a very interesting race. And we've got a a strong free-for-all coming through from Albion Park tomorrow night as well because we get to see the track record holder Black Sedans back in action and he's up against Turn It Up, and they're both drawn wide off the front row. It's over 2,138 metres, so tactics are going to be so crucial for this free-for-all race tomorrow night. Uh, what do they do at the start? There's speed to the inside. Deus Ex has got gate one, but do they light up Turn It Up from gate seven, or do they drive conservatively and drive in with a sit? Time will tell, but uh, that's a very interesting race. Just looking at the market, the tab for that race tomorrow night, Deus Ex, $9, Rock Bottom, 51 Warfare, 61 Tommy Lincoln, $18, Lilac Flash, 126 Black Sedance, 210 Turn It Up, the favourite, $1.80, and Northview Hustler, he is currently at $8. So the favourite there is Turn It Up, $1.80. Open, 230 Black Sedance open the favourite at 210 He remains 210 but the money has come for Turn It Up, 230 into $1.80. Uh, Deus Ex has been easy, Northview Hustler easy as well. So that's a very intriguing race there from Albion Park tomorrow night. The Shepparton Gold Cup tomorrow night coming through uh, as race number seven on the program. 
And just looking at the market here with Tab for this race, Ryan Spice will join me a little bit later to go through this Shepherd and Gold Cup, plus a couple of the features here at Albion Park, and I'm sure he'll run the eye over Menangle as well. But just looking at the Tab market movers here for the Shepherd and Cup, we've got Art Tudor at 61. I cast no shadow, the last start into Dominion winner. He's at $1.85. Bernie Winkle at 150 to 1. Cranbon first up for David Aiken. Nathan Jack takes the drive for 20. Cosimo at 41. Serge Blanco 61. Sicario 850. Max Delight 9. Rick Riley at 150. Interest free 23. And Majestic Cruiser. Kate Gath taking the drive on a Majestic Cruiser at 650. So I cast no shadow. 210 the opening quote now. 185. Cranbon 420 in from 6. Sicario's been easy, 8.50 out from 5. Max Delight, 9 in from 11. And Majestic Cruiser's been easy as well, 6.50 out from $5. So I cast no shadow, finding good support to take out the Shepherd and Gold Cup. As far as the Trotters race is concerned, that comes through as uh, race number three on the program. Uh, is it race number three, that feature race there? Aldebaran Dino at $2.00. Central Otago, he's at $2.20. And then we're going out to longer odds. So there are a couple of the features coming through from Shepparton tomorrow night. So in just a moment, Ryan Spice will join us and we'll go through some of these races for uh, the weekend. Uh, Shepparton, uh, Albion Park and Menangle. So a lot to look forward to. We were hoping to track down Shane Graham this morning, but he's unavailable. So we'll move on and we'll see if we can track down Ryan Spice to get his thoughts on the weekend's features. And we'll start with that race from Shepparton tomorrow night, race number seven being the cup there. I cast no shadow is the favourite. Shane Graham is with us now and he's about to join us. Shane, appreciate the time. No problems, Chris. Uh, this free-for-all tomorrow night, turn it up back in action and he takes on the last, uh, well, the, uh, the track record holder at Albion Park in Black's Advance. This is going to be an interesting race given how the barrier draw sets up. Yeah, that's right, Chris. Um, you know, the free-for-alls, they always seem to be interesting contests up here and Tomorrow night's no different. So the, the obvious question I've got to ask, what's what's the early temptation? Do you blast off the arm with Turn It Up, or are you prepared to drive him with a sit tomorrow night, given that he's got a wide draw? What's the early thoughts? Um, oh, look, it's, it's, I suppose just with his gate speed, you know, like pretty much as soon as you draw the front, that's what you end up doing, really, you know. But um, it's sort of, I guess, we could always, you know, like we've got the option to drive with cover, but just with his gate speed and pretty much he can cross most of them sort of uh, easily for, for him. Um, you know, that's what we generally do. It's a tough one, though, because is he better coming off a, a helmet? Is he better chasing something down than being up on, on the front end? Uh, yes and no. Like, always pace-orientated, you know, like... Um, I don't think any horse, once they get the free-for-all, are as best when they blast off the gate, you know, because uh, the times they've got to run now, it, it's, it is hard to do it both ends. So, um, yeah, like, he, he probably he's probably more high speed at the finish when you don't use him early, but uh, in saying that, probably at the end of the day, he's running more races than not by going forward. So, um, you know, when, when you've got that gate speed, it is hard not to use it. That last start performance, uh, just prior to Christmas, December 23, it was a career best time, 51.8. He, he looked very comfortable going about his business that day. How did he feel? He did, yeah. No, he did, um, 
he did do it quite well. Uh, I, I did think probably from the draw and over the short trip uh, and with Uncle Shank sort of an up-and-comer off, I, I didn't think he probably could, could run him down, but um, he, he did do it and, you know, it's sort of all merit for him in doing it. So he, uh, he pulled up well out of that and everything seems good with him. Okay, so he's trained on well, ready to go tomorrow night. Yeah, he is. He um he didn't sort of have a overtaxing season last season, so he um yeah, things well with him. His season last season was outstanding. He had eighteen starts during twenty twenty two, eight wins, nine placings. The only time he missed a top three finish was in the Reckliff Cup and he ran fourth off a handicap and he was probably a little unlucky that night because just the way things played out. So he he was super last year. He was, you know, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't one run that I could say I was disappointed in him. Um, and like you said, the Red Cliff Cup, I'm sure if it's a little bit of luck his way, uh, you know, he definitely would have run top three. So, um, yeah, his his season was probably the best one he's had, and hopefully we can sort of back it up this year again. Okay, well, just on that, long term goals look fairly obvious: the Winter Carnival, the Constellations Carnival, and then the Inter Dominion at the back end of the year. What are the short-term targets with Turn It Up? No, just, we'll just keep chipping away, um, like I said, because he didn't really have a, a hard season last last year. We'll, um, he sort of probably won't really have a spell as such. Um, he'll just sort of have a little freshen up here and there and, and just keep ticking along with him. Um, but so, yeah, like he'll, you know, race this week and then, just yeah, he'll just poke along and, and wait around for the winter carnival. Um yeah, there's sort of no real term goals with him. No temptation about taking the Sydney in March for the Miracle Mile? No, not at this stage. Like, um I think if we if he was to do that at sort of you know, before our winter carnival, which is in our backyard, uh, we're better off just sort of waiting for that and and and, you know, go for that side. Okay, and just with the Inter Dominion, I know you like the Spacey's runs. Will he handle the the four runs in a fortnight? Yeah, look, he probably over over this Winter Carnival. <clears throat> um, I was tempted to back him up a bit more because he he was pulling up terrific, and uh, and I did feel he could have raced more. So um, <clears throat> it's uh, yeah, I, I guess we won't know until. Till we get closer to it, but um, yeah, like if if he pulled up the way he did over over that winter carnival, I think he he possibly could have um, had the four runs like that. But uh, yeah, look, he's he's still sort of day by day. So you know, at this stage he seems good, but uh, whether it's like that when that comes around, we don't know. So we'll just cross our fingers and hope he's he's sound. Okay. A couple of other ones just for tomorrow night that I'm just keen to get your thoughts on. Dazzle Me is now in town and under the care of your father, Wayne. Uh, he's been here before. He, he's an interesting horse because he came up for a shot at our derbies as a three-year-old and he and he ran into the likes of Self-Assured and Lock and Varat. So he ran into two absolute superstars and jets in their own right. So he finds himself in a race that looks quite winnable. Is there any sort of report on Dazzle Me in race three? Yeah, look, he um, yeah, he sort of looked like he was gonna make the grade in that three-year-old season, but uh, I'll be honest, I haven't really looked back 
<coughs> to see how he has been going down south. But um, I think he uh, had a little bit of trouble with sort of getting run through him just with the classes and Barry being out in the bush down there. So I think, um, yeah, Dad, he sort of doesn't say a whole lot. But, uh, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll get more gauge after tomorrow night. Okay, race two, I'm feeling fiery. He's up against Teddy Disco, Swedish style, that away we go. It's a deep race, but is he a place hope? Look, yeah, he's a place hope. Um, was, I drove him terrible last start, which probably cost him running the place. Um, and before that, he was he was racing well without, uh, you know, probably getting the last bend that good. But um, sort of made some gear changes on him, and he, uh, he, he got the last bend a lot better last time, but like I said, it was just a bad drive, so... If he can get a soft trip, he's a place hope. Okay, race five, Escalera. Uh, I catch a last oh, week. Leticia is the horse to beat, low flying, but Escalera, do you rate him? Yeah, look, he's a, he's a nice old horse that's been going well in sort of harder company now for a while. Um, he really hit the line real well last week. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, Leticia is just flying, so he'll be he's going to be hard to knock off, but I think whoever you know beats Leticia will be winning the race. Okay, Lyrical Genius, you've got him going well. He's drawn gate one in race six tomorrow night, up against some moment somewhere who's likely to start a clear favourite. But Lyrical Genius, another top three finish likely? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've been much happy with his last couple of starts, and I think he's um, on the way up. So he'll need to be on the way up, but I think he'll run a very good race. All right. And Soul Ambition is now under your care. He steps out in race seven tonight, drawn gate two. Uh, we know he's got class. He's a previous Reckliff Cup winner, sold Ambition. So what are you expecting here first up for you tomorrow night? Yeah, look, it's probably a bit of a... We'll know more after the run, but um, we've only had him sort of just over the week. But uh, he's a nice old horse, and, you know, it, um, <clears throat> you think getting to these veteran races, it might be a bit easier, but it's uh, like always at the start of the season, they're quite tough, so... He, um, if he can get back to somebody's old form, I'm sure he'll be competitive in these races. All right. And just in wrapping up, Mac Da Vinci, when does he step out again? Yeah, he um, he had three weeks off after that last start, so he's just uh, on his way back, working back up. He's had a, a week, 10 days of jogging, so he, um, he he's just on the way back. He'll be a month or so away yet. And is he similar to Turn It Up, where he just stays here, focuses on the winter and then the end of Dominion? Yeah, I think so. At this stage, um, look, if he sort of, he comes up well and, you know, it's um, <clears throat> it's not too rushed. He, he might go down for a look at the Miracle Mile, but um, I, I would dare say more than likely not. Okay. I really appreciate the time. Looking forward to seeing Turnabout back at the track tomorrow night. We'll see you later today. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Shane Graham joining us. So uh, Turn It Up runs the favourite at this stage for the Aqua Constructions Open, which comes through as race four at 7.06 tomorrow night. I'm sure Ryan Spice would have been uh, listening in closely there just to try and find out which way he's going to drive him tomorrow night. And he's given us a push that he's likely to go forward here with Turn It Up, given that he's got that natural high gate speed. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, listeners. Was there anything there from Shane Graham in regard to that free-for-all tomorrow night that, uh, you know, caught your attention? Chris, I think that uh, Shane's indication that he will push forward to start is probably absolute critical information if you were going to be having a bet. Um, I think he's got the speed to push forward, get the top, 
and from there he will be the horse to beat. Okay. Is it just a two-horse race tomorrow night, this free-for-all? Is it just Black Sedans and turn it up? Is there anything else in that field capable of causing a little bit of an upset? I think the likely answer uh, three to six months ago would have been Deus Ex from his good barrier, but he's just been slowly building this campaign. I think it is probably more than likely just a two-horse race, but in saying that, Black Sedans is a month between runs and without his usual driver in Pete McMullen, so... I think turn it up if he does go forward. He's the one to beat. Okay, just on Black Sedans then. Uh, he was awesome last time out, taking the Christmas Cup, lowered the colours of Mac Da Vinci. Uh, it was a brilliant drive that night. But we know he's a classy performer. He's the track record holder. He likes it rough and tough. So if there's any sort of chink in the armour of turn it up, he'll find it. Yeah, I think that's right, right, Chris. The one thing about Black Sedan that I have noticed is that he just thrives on hard week-in, week-out racing. So that gap between runs, for me, is probably just a watch for him this week. Yeah, fair point. So just at the prices right now, $1.80 turn it up, two ten Black Sedan. Is there any interest for you from a punter's perspective? Uh, are, you, uh, are you likely to get involved in that race tomorrow night? Yeah, mate. Now that we know that turn it up should be pressing forward, the $1.80 is a play. Okay. All right. So turn it up for you there at uh, that free-for-all race four tomorrow night. Just on the card tomorrow night, my first thought looking at Albion Park, it looked like it could be a, a real feast for putters tomorrow night. There's a few that sort of stand out. How do you see it tomorrow night? Yeah, Chris, I, I like the card as a, a betting program. I think there are going to be probably a few favourites that should be saluting with luck in running. I'll go through a few that I was keen to, to get your thoughts on. This first race intrigues me because the main players are all drawn a touch awkwardly. You've got Tizza Sizzler, who was scorching last time out, drawn out in seven, but a very good chance of getting the top again here. And then you've got the likes of Manila Playboy, Targaryen, Make Mine Memphis, all off the second row. What were your thoughts on the opener? Chris, I can't see why if Tizza Sizzler does everything right, he can't push forward hard at the start and roll to the top take control over the middle trip and be the horse to beat again. Last time over the mile, he dropped that 53-6 half. If he uh, brings his A game, I think he's the one to beat. Okay. What about going from a mile up to 2,100? Any concern there? Look, whilst I do think the mile is his best trip, his actual middle trip record is, is outstanding. So I'm going to say no. Okay. And just with this face, um, it was interesting. Uh, weekend winners, which we uh, put on the, uh, the Harness.org website, Racing Queensland. I spoke with uh, Nathan Dawson and Angus Garrard, and they both nominated this first race as their best drive tomorrow night. Nathan driving Tizza Sizzler, Angus on Manila Playboys. So it's going to be an interesting clash there. And uh, it was Tizza Sizzler who lowered the colours of Manila Playboy last time out. So round two comes up tomorrow night. Speaking of two, race two tomorrow night, Teddy Disco's back in action, but he's drawn the inside of the second row. How do you see it? Uh, do you want to get involved with Teddy Disco first up? Yeah, I think I do, Chris, if he comes up black odds. I think Nathan will be duty-bound to stay to the marker line and push through and follow out Jack Wally being first up over the middle trip. If he gets any luck in running, gets a crack at him, they'll know he's there. A couple of things to come out of that. Uh, do you think they will bet black figures? I think from the tricky draw, yes. 
Okay. And just on his trials, three trials, he was nominated for a race that didn't get off the ground last week, so they trialled him again. What have you sort of taken from the trials? Is he up to the mark, in your opinion? Yeah, he looks good, Chris. He's just building. He should be set, ready to go first up here. Okay. Uh, let's go across to race six. Some moments somewhere. He's been huge at his past couple of starts. Uh, he could easily have a couple of victories against his name. Surely he gets this race tomorrow night. Yeah, I think so, Chris. He can get forward. Whether he sits parked or rolls to the top, he's clearly the one to beat. He just bumped into an absolutely flying Captain Nemo last week. He was at the peak of his powers. I think back to the mile here, some moment, somewhere, we'll be winning. All right. And speaking of Captain Nemo, can he take care of that field in race nine tomorrow night? Jeez, I think so. Um, There's no reason why not. He may have to do it tough being parked out, but it doesn't look any harder than what he defeated last week. And with Bonnie Prince Louis drawn inside back row, I thought he was his main danger. Uh, could be a little sticky from there. So, yeah, Captain Nemo won't be shocked if he's winning the game. Okay. Uh, Shepparton tomorrow night, the Gold Cup. I cast no shadow. The Inner Dominion winner's back in action. So he goes around as the favourite. Jason Grimson with a really strong hand here. How do you break down the cup? I cast no shadow and Majestic Cruiser. Chris are both resuming off their Inter Dominion campaign. I think a cast no shadow should be the clear favourite from his good barrier. But first up, over the long trip, I'm probably not that keen to play, to be honest. Okay. Okay. So just a, a watch and see race, that one. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, new variables to the race. We've got Cranbourne, who's an ex-Kiwi now, with David Aiken coming to the race. And apparently he does have quite high gate, gate speed and maybe taking up the running for uh, Nathan Jack, who's driving. An interesting angle I've come up with is through the Inter Dominion series and of late, the, new, the visiting New South Wales horses have really been racing well and perhaps overachieving down in Victoria. Last week in the Bendigo Cup, Art Tudor was held up from the four to the 200 metre point and he's really hit the line. He comes up with barrier one here and he's greater than 50 to one. So if you want to have a little each way double at a long shot, I reckon he's uh, not the worst on offer. Okay. And Menangle tomorrow night, what takes your fancy there in Sydney? Yeah, I do like a couple at Menangle, Chris. I think it's a really good meeting. In race three, we've got the Trotters uh, Mobile, and we've got a visiting Victorian horse by the name of Interview. It's an Anton Galeno-trained runner, and Luke McCarthy's going to take the drive. This horse has won 8 of 14. He's on a picket fence at the moment. I think he can roll forward, get the top, and dominate. And he's currently, I think, about even money with Tab. Okay. Anything else? And in the very next race, uh, we saw last week a new runner for David Thorne in the form of Our Money Rocks obliterate an up to 80 race. He actually goes around again this time in another in a up to 80, but back to the mile. I don't think there's any reason why he won't be winning again. And he's at the short quote of a dollar fifty, And that is a little double. I think punters should consider taking our money rocks into interview in the running races of three and four at Menangle on Saturday night. Okay, so putting you under the pump with a $50 multi, how do we play it this weekend? Yeah, Chris, those two runners, run them together, and it comes out, I think, to just under $3. Okay, so races three and four at Menangle tomorrow night. Yes, mate, that sounds great. Perfect. I really appreciate the time, as always, on this Friday morning. Uh, looking forward to the big action across the weekend. We'll catch up again next week. Cheers, Chris.
is Ryan Spies joining us, so hopefully steering us into a few winners for the weekend. We've got plenty to look forward to. Don't forget tonight, the Fremantle Pacing Cup. That's race five at Gloucester Park. Plenty of features coming through tomorrow. That's Mobile Rolling for this Friday. We'll join you later today from Albion Park.